We're celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know the difference between Jeff and Jeremy and a U.S. savings bond? One of them eventually matures and earns money. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Okay, so I brought in leftovers in mid-January. These are, it was a chicken enchilada casserole. Really tasty, and my intention was to eat it for many lunches over the course of, of, of being here. Well, it was like the first week I came back from being sick from COVID. And, um, so we're talking over a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been in the fridge the whole time. But you're not the first person to leave food. No, I know, but I, I don't. So I have, and not, not, that doesn't stop there. <laughs> Two weeks ago, <laughs> I brought in a thing of spaghetti with the same intentions. So now I have two big containers of rotting food in the refrigerator. I do not know how to dispose of here, and I don't want yeah, to. Because dis- if you open that, if yeah. you open that. What I would do if I had to see your, in your situation is I would have taken it home. Do you have a garbage disposal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and put it down the garbage disposal. Cause you, or you put it in a bag and you take it straight out to the trash. Or you could bring it uh, like a plastic bag in or get one. I don't know where our plastic garbage bags are in the kitchen, but and dump it in there and then tie it off. Or and then put it in the trash be can in the a kitchen. A real jerk. You could be a real jerk, and towards the end of the day, just you open could them just up, dump it in the trash, and go home. <laughs> and then the next day, they're gonna have to air out the building. They're gonna. <laughs> I don't Remember know how I to get rid of it. when I made him come in and steam clean all the walls because all the walls in the building are in the studios are dusty. And I and I and I said, hey man, Jeff and I are like coughing. We got sore throats. So it's bad. And uh, so I made him come in, and everybody had to take every picture anything that was attached to the wall down and they did it. And then they asked me how I was doing. I go, ah, I must not have been that. I think it's something else. <laughs> they had a crew come in and work like eight hours steam cleaning all of our carpets and walls. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and now you see, it's good to know that I could pass the torch to you and you could be the refrigerator terrorist. I don't know what to do the with break it. room terrorist. Like, I don't even want to, like, it's like you with dog poop in the yard. I don't even want to deal with it. I want to take no. it out to a dumpster, but we don't, I don't think we have access to a dumpster here. Like, well, somebody, can't you just, somebody comes just and cleans it. Tupperware. It's in a Tupperware thing, right? Just no, the they're thing. nice. Both of them are nice. I, I could clean them up. Is it the glass ones with the plastic lids? One is, yeah. yeah no, they both are. Different. They both are, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't nice. get rid of those. Those are excellent. They and I'm hoping Costco. they would have not that expensive. They would have limited the uh, penicillin well, growth in them by having those is, those seals on them. You know, yeah. This is the uh, this is the benefit of uh, being able to talk about this in front of you know uh, thousands of people. And we have a text line eight five five four three thirty six ninety three. What should Jeff do with this rotting food that's been in the fridge for weeks, months? And the problem is, like, I would take care of it. If there wasn't always people around here, but this is five, we have five, the five best radio stations on the central coast are right here in this building, which means there are people in here at all times. So I can't do this. I can't do this discreetly. I can't be like, go stand in a corner and like, they're like, Jeff, what are you doing over there? Why does it stink? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm and just they're radio dump, people, dumping which food. Which are the worst people because they're the loudest people. Right. So yeah. Hey, Jeff, 
What's that? What is that? Did you get that in the fridge? Is that you, bro? <laughs> I mean, I tried. Yeah, go, like, I, I stay here. talking up Cisco and the song, and thong song. Honey. I, <laughs> I stayed here. This is for the last three weeks. Okay, consecutive Wednesdays, Jeremy. <laughs> for the last three weeks. I've stayed here till six thinking, okay, because my daughter's got uh, gymnastics and it ends at six. So, so I, I, I stay here and wait, wait till everybody leaves. Wait. And, and so there's got to be a Wednesday in which everybody's going to be gone till. Nope. Uh, uh-uh, not the case. Not at all. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Dumbass of the Day, right now, brought to you by California Diesel and RV. They just put $1,000 up for our grand prize in the Red Zone Challenge, and they can fix your vehicle if it runs on diesel. If it's trucks and RV, your office fleets, maybe you got a fleet, maybe there's just a couple, maybe you've got 10. No job too big, too small for the folks at California Diesel and RV. They're in Oceano, and you can link up. Check out their website. Go to KZOZ.com. How pathetic can some people be? I'm sick of activists. Everybody's a damn activist in Los Angeles. Everybody's like an animal activist. I love animals too. But you know, if I see one more person walking a dog with a coat on it, I'm going to stab him. I swear to God. That's the first sign of mental illness. You start dressing up your pets, okay? Take the snorkel jacket off the chihuahua. The dog was born with a coat. He doesn't need another one. It's like giving an alligator false teeth. Leave him alone. We don't even have kennels now. We have doggy hotels in this country. Did you see this? We got people sleeping on the streets in this country, yet somewhere there's a poodle pissed off because a maid didn't leave a liver snap on his pillow last night. (laughs) I got a lady that lives next to me that talks to her pets like she thinks they're human. She's yelling at her dog last week. She's going, did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? I "I think his hearing's perfect. It's the English language that's throwing him off a tad. Maybe he can't hear you because he's wearing earmuffs and a hat. <laughs> Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOC. Does that make you mad whenever uh, I play that open for Dumbass of the Day? Why would it make me mad? Because that is you. That is you with your dog. What are you talking about? I didn't realize it until you started working from home. But now, God, you guys missed the funniest oh, thing. No, no, no. At you, some no, point but... in time, we have to put this video on, like, like we have to make it, it record accessible. But we can make it so it records. But it was just, we just have oh. to do, open up a new link every day because the like the best um, fail moment. <laughs> Just happened about a half hour ago. Jeremy's well, dog well was explain what happened. Jeremy's yeah. dog was making him mad because he wanted to uh, play, and Jeremy's like, "No!" And Jeremy's got a coat that he puts on his dog to get him to shut up. And it's a shirt, uh, a shirt, whatever. I don't care. It's, you it's shouldn't a punishment be, shirt. You shouldn't be putting clothes on pe- on dogs, anyways. But anyways, well, no, no, we do it to punish him. Okay, when he's a jerk. All right. And so I'm sitting here trying to talk to you, and he's got his ball in his mouth, and he's shoving it on me, going because that's like his. And Jeremy got frustrated and started running after him with this shirt to put the shirt over his head. And the dog thinks he's playing, so the dog takes off running. Well, Jeremy doesn't realize he's still got his headphones on his head. He almost pulls down his entire (laughs) workstation. Because everything's connected to the headphones. And I was, was as you started running away, I wanted to say something. I was like, no, I'm going to see where this goes. (laughs) And the camera, the way I ran, Jeff could see the whole thing of the headphones just getting stretched all the way out and almost yanking me to the ground. But you talk to your dog like that. 
You do. Yeah. You talk to your dog like that. I'm gonna run. I'll run some. I'll run some tape while you're, you're I talk unsuspecting. To my dog like. Well, I'm like, hey, knock it off. I mean, yeah. when you, while you're unsuspecting, I will get some examples of how like, you talk listen, to your dog like he's human. Put shirts on him like he's human. For, well, he is. A, he's almost like a human. He oh, see, there we go. There's the there's the admission. <laughs> well, you notice he's not here anymore. Yeah, he knows. He doesn't want the wrath of me. Anyways, this funeral home in uh, Colombia. Um, apparently turns their deceased animals into fertilizer and uh, they're getting a lot of flack for it. A pet funeral home in Colombia has an eco-friendly way of disposing of the dearly departed. It turns them into fertilizer. When a pet has died, they collect the body of the deceased. They'll make a paw print as a keepsake. Meanwhile, the home uses a natural process to break down the animal's remains with microorganisms. The resulting soil is then used to grow a plant or a tree. What's wrong with that? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's that big a deal, but the a lot soil, of people are upset the soil that these, is their used, pets are being turned into fertilizer. Yeah. But you could take that fertilizer home and, you know, But do they give you the plant then, as, as the commemorative? Like if, if they're I don't, giving, I don't think they do. No. Do they sell you the plant? They're like, oh, okay. Like you know, it's so it's always so weird because, like, the last thing you want to sell job is on is on the departing of a loved one. But these places do it, whether it's cremation, whether it's a grave uh, site, whether it's a coffin. Uh, I'm talking people and humans, uh, or people and uh, dogs here, humans and dogs, and and cats and pets and whatever. But it's like you know, well, we could we could put it in a a little keepsake uh, charm and make it into a ceramic piece and then that will be part of the ashes. Plus, if you buy pla- package C, y- your your pet's remains will will grow a lily every year and then you'll know that your pet's remains are still contributing to to life. Like that, 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 like you're just, when you're in there, you just, they got you. You're like, yeah, go ahead, give it to me. You okay, know? I'm reading into the story here a little bit, and you know, you know, the people that are complaining and that are protesting this place because that's what they're doing with signs like down there at the at the uh, at the birthplace downtown Slow, mm-hmm. where they don't like abortions. Um, those are the dumbasses of the day because you're right. What these people do is they take the fertilizer, they grow a plant, and then they return that plant to the family. I remember when my dog died, it was terrible because I had to pay for the emergency room visit because we didn't know he had a stroke. We didn't know. Uh, he just collapsed. So <clears throat> we take him over there. He's got to get, oh, my God, all this stuff. I think he was in an oxygen chamber. He ended up dying a few hours later. That was a $2,000 vet bill. And then you know what it costs to, uh, to you know, have your, your pet? Um, Isn't it like 1000 bucks? It was it was fifteen hundred dollars, and then another five hundred dollars for the box that we put them in. Which ugh, I thought we were. I think anytime somebody dies and you charge them a bunch of money for their urn, that's just ripping off people that are emotionally, uh, you know. So you thirty five hundred somebody's emotions on that. Oh, I know. It's the it, that's got to be like if you are a salesperson, and, like, and you work at in that in, in in that field. You have to have trouble sleeping at night. Yeah. How'd work go today, honey? Yep. I was up, sold somebody on a coffin today, so uh, we're going to yeah, be going, taking pe- a trip to Mexico. Yeah, you people that are like, oh, no, but I'm helping this family through a difficult time right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, sure you are. Because you just upsold them $1,500 on uh, the bronze package. Do you know how many avocados $1,500 buys, even in this new <laughs> avocado economy that we live in?
Even at $10 an avocado, that would still be <laughs> right. a hell of a lot of avocados. So, you know, good for these people. I think this is a great idea because not only do they get the paw print, but then they have a tree in their yard and say, hey, you know what? That was, that's George. No, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Like right oh, now, I, I, have my, I have my dog in a rock underneath our deck uh, and the rock's got a picture of him on it. You know, I bought the rock like on Amazon or something like that and then I paid for the cremation and I put the dog in the rock and i think it would be cooler to have them be a plant or at the base of a tree contributing to the tree and you know it's all organic material in the end right so congratulations to these protesters who are doing something that is just because they think it's their just cause you are jeff and jeremy dumbass of the day (laughs) it's jeff and jeremy in the morning on 93.3 kzoz yeah Hey, Jeff and Jeremy here. We got Eric Schantz on. It's the Slow Comedy Festival. I'm not going to forget it either because he's wearing the t-shirt. Eric, hey, welcome in, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Um, so, we're so glad that this is uh, coming back. You guys have kind of been the benefactors of scheduling when you look at it. I've, I, like, There's a lot of events. Like, This is the event coast, okay? And there's so yeah. many events have gone three years uh, by event standards, like they've missed three opportunities to have their events, but you guys right. were like the last thing that we could do before everything shut down, and now you're the first thing that we can do yeah, when we got, everything opens we, yeah, up. We one, we our festival ended one week before the world shut down, <laughs> which was great timing, really. <laughs> when you think it about it, couldn't have been any better. So uh, let's talk about this year. I mean, we all know the Comedy Festival. If you don't know the Comedy Festival, if you're new to the area and you're not familiar with this, um, you know, it just kind of takes over the Central Coast for about four or five days. It's what starts on Thursday, runs through Sunday, and you're going to be past Robles to San Luis Obispo. Yeah, Avila Beach, too. And then we had to, we moved a couple of venues. I've been having mild heart attacks for like the last 60 days. Um, just because of all of the jostling and moving things around and, uh, you know, venues changing and things like that. So it's been, a, it's been an, a little bit more of a challenge. Like if you love doing events, uh, before the pandemic, just add a pandemic oh. and it just makes everything way more challenging. What are you doing <laughs> to treat these heart attacks? I mean, have you tried smoking weed at all or? I, I've just been trying to do as much Oxycontin as possible. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never done that one. I don't, I don't know the effect. It helps that, for the sleep. I that I one think. keeps you up. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so anyways, I know there, uh, there's all different kinds of shows too. And I mean, you always go through that every year. I know there's an S show at the end. There's a, there's where everybody's drinking. Do you still yeah. do that or is that COVID? We did safe? and we had to move that. Um, like literally two weeks ago, like that's already printed in our books as being at Luna Red. Um, Luna Red had staffing issues. They couldn't get enough people to work, so they're on, they're closing at ten. So we moved the show over to Sidecar on Broad Street there. So um, the show's still oh, going nice. on. The show must go on. So we just keep uh, you know moving with whatever challenges are. Sidecar is going to be a great venue. I don't know if you've been in there or not, but they've done a really good job. Remember Jeff? It was uh, God. It was Gro- or What was it? It was uh, it was Grappolo. Then it was yeah, uh, Brewing it was- Company, and then it was now at Sidecar and uh, the so downstairs is awesome. Basement. Yeah, and then he redid. He put a ton of money into it. It looks like. I don't know. It looks like your dad's den in your mom's basement. And anyways, I think it'll be a really sweet spot for doing. No, it's great. And we did the shows there when it was Creekside back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And Sirius XM recorded. They said that was the greatest room in the country to record comedy. Oh, really? Really? Because it's just a bunker. It's cement walls and the laughter has nowhere to go. 
Well, he put a lot of nice furniture in there, shelving on the wall and like cool old stuff. And he just dressed it up a little bit. It just, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's gorgeous now. It's yeah. really, it's got a nice, uh, a nice touch to it. That's really cool. So what, what, what show is going to be there again? This is going to be the S show where everybody, uh, well, the la- so poison, that's the last show of the night's going to be there, but poison. then also pure stand up. So eight o'clock and 11 o'clock will be shows there. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday is eight o'clock. And Friday, Saturday will be 11 o'clock poison. And poison for uh, those that are new to the festival or maybe have not heard us talk about it before. You try to get the comedians as drunk as you possibly can before they go up there and it's open mic, right? I don't have to try too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Chance is with us. So Comedy Fest is next week. You can get tickets at KZOZ.com. There's also Best of the Fest, which we have tickets that you can text the word comedy into 805-543-3693. We're going to draw a winner. We're going to send you and a bunch of your friends to that show as well. But there's so many other great shows in between, and we've got links at KZOZ.com. Eric, have you ever had a comedian that you've been on tour with that you finally just said, you know what, no, you're just... It's not working. It's just, it's not because they're not funny. Maybe it's just because they're, they party too much or. Uh, yeah, I had one guy, I won't say his name. This was, we were doing shows. This is man, probably 10, 15 years ago up in uh, Montana. And the crowd just kept buying him shots on his act uh, during his set. He did about, I think he did like 12 shots of tequila oh. while he was on stage and then we went back to our hotel room at the end of the night, and I just hear this loud commotion outside the hotel door and banging on my door. And I'm like, nope, not answering that door. <laughs> Knew what was happening. I think the cops showed up afterwards, and I was like, I think this is our end of our tour right here. <laughs> Did well, you- I mean, to be fair, anybody that does 12 shots of tequila would probably end up in the same predicament. Yeah, I'd probably be in the hospital. <laughs> Do you know what that person is doing? Is that person still doing comedy now? I have no idea. I, I, I really, I was like, it, it was, uh, it was a very interesting week to say the least. You left them in Montana, hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was funny because during that show, the audience started heckling each other. Right. So oh, there was geez. like one table on one side, the other table on the other side, they're yelling at each other. And then after the show, they're just rolling around in the snow, fighting each other. Like it was, it was it like was Yellowstone. A week in Montana. It was like Yellowstone. You took him to the train station. <laughs> <laughs> Eric uh, is with us. Comedy is all next week. KZOZ.com to pick up your tickets. I wanted to ask you, what's just the general overall? Because all your friends are comedians. I mean, you have to deal with these guys. You're setting up the festival. You have to talk to them. So, I mean, you know, you, you are blessed because you get to hang out with a lot of funny people. But what's the overall state of comedy right now with... You know, coming off of a year of not being able to do, or more than a year of not being able to do uh, a lot of what they do. Um, and, you know, you've had to switch to things like what we're talking to you now on an interface and these weekly meetups. And now you're able to get out and get that feedback from a live audience now. And uh, just some of the things that you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. I mean, what is your feeling on the overall state of comedy based on the people you've been talking to? Well, right now, everyone, like, since everything is going, and there's nothing better than a live audience. I mean, it's instant feedback. It, it creates the vibe in the room. You know, doing things like this on Zoom or, or you know, video conferencing, you lose that inner, you lose that personal touch, you know, and it's, you, people laugh, yeah, and they enjoy the show, but it's nothing better than a live audience. And, you know, I mean, it, it has been a struggle with people, you know, watching what you say and what you can and cannot say, but, you know, 
comedians are the first line of defense for the First Amendment. So if we get censored too hard, then everyone else is right behind us. You know, and, and it's we're we're always trying to push that line to make to see what we can say. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of people don't understand. And I think this is where people take recording devices outside of the room. Because when you're first working on a bit, you try everything and you see where the most offensive you can be and, and what's funny and what's not funny. And you're working that bit out. And sometimes if somebody records that and they leak that audio, it's like, well, this was terrible comedy. And it's like, no, you're watching a bit in development. And when you take that to HBO or the Tonight Show, you see that honed in where it you go up to that line, but you, 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 you pull back just a smidge. Right. And that's when you're seeing a polished joke. So I think right now the audiences are are beyond happy to be back in the room watching the shows. And the, the vibe is just, it's way better than it had been in a while. It's, it's almost like a, a 1980s comedy vibe feel right now when it was just the, the rock stars of, of comedy back in the day. So I think that's where we're at right now. Oh, that's good. That's Eric Shantz. We're going to come back. We'll talk more about uh, the Comedy Festival. We've got tickets to give away. Stick around. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. we got Eric Shantz with us. It's Comedy Festival, this little comedy festival in its 11th year. I know that, uh, you know, every year you say that you guys love coming here. The comedians love coming up here. How many guys are repeats, Eric, that have been here uh, year after year after year? Um, well, I try to do it every other year, so it's, we're not getting the same people all, every year. Um, but, of course, we had a year off, so I, I opened it up so everyone can come back up. So I think this year we have about 25 repeats and 15 new guys. Jeff was kind of bringing up cancel culture a little bit earlier. I, Jay Leno said something last year, and I just wanted, I hate Jay Leno. I, I've just never been a fan of when he did The Tonight Show. I was a Leonard guy. But, you know, he said, and you probably might be more familiar with it than I am. He said, you know, with cancel culture and everything going on, you just have to learn to adapt. You know, it's 2021 now, and, you know, you can't say the same stuff that you did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, Comedy subjective, right? Doesn't that doesn't like comments like that kind of piss you off a little bit? Like there shouldn't be rules when it's comedy because it's jokes. No, hundred percent. I mean, I did a show. <laughs> there, here's probably the prime example of it. I did a show for a lot of kids that were like in college, and and I think they just hear their trigger words, and they don't hear the setup or the punchline. Once they hear that trigger word, they're done. That's like, well, you can't say that. It's like, but you didn't hear the setup or the punchline, so you don't know what's going on, and. It was a lot of just shaking your head like you can't say that you can't say that and then i did the exact same set up in oregon and it was one of the greatest shows i've ever had in my entire life so it, it went from one side of the spectrum to the other side and, and i think it's you know if you saddle in for the adventure it's a great ride you know and i think you have to listen to the whole bit and not just listen for certain things you want to be offended by and i think uh jim norton said it probably the best he said you know everyone's addicted to being offended until it crosses their line. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it's at right now. And that's, I mean, he hit the nail right on the head. It's a hundred percent what it is. Out of curiosity, which show, which bit did you do? You did the exact same bit uh, in Oregon that you did at the college. Which one did you do first? Uh, well, it was in Oregon where I did it first. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it was the college that I did first. So I did that first and it was just like, I, and I know it's funny cause I've been doing it. <laughs> I've been doing comedy for Jesus over 20 years now. So there's a, there's a lot of times when I get in the room, it's like, I know it's not me. It's you. 
<laughs> so regardless of your political beliefs or who you back or whatever your your deal is, when you see something crazy going on in the country, and, and I mean, it's easy to poke fun at it. I feel like if you were a liberal and you're a conservative and you were making fun of Donald Trump, I feel like conservatives would just kind of laugh it off. But I feel if it goes the other way, then it's like they're very sensitive. Do you have to kind of gauge your audience politically, like wherever you're at? Oh, yeah. I mean, you have your little tester jokes like, you know. You kind of go out and, you know, there's that, there's like the first thing. So how about that mask mandate? And if there's a, you know, a cheer for it, then it's like, all right, we're going this way. And if, if people are booing, then we're going that way. Hey, cross <laughs> those next four jokes off. we got yeah. a chance with this. We're talking about the Slow Comedy Festival. It starts next Thursday, Paso to San Luis Obispo, out to Avila Beach. Over 20 shows, 40 plus comedians in nine different venues. And uh, we're going to have tickets here in a little bit to give away. Um, I just wanted to want say. It's to any of these shows, KZOZ.com to link up. I wanted to say. Um, you know, you're watching. I was watching the Super Bowl. And there's all these celebrities there, and we, as culture, we we idolize celebrities because they have the ability to memorize lines and look good. Let's face it; that's why they're celebrities. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not. You don't know exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> what I think is you guys are truly all all everybody involved in stand-up comedy and everybody involved in the festival you guys do this out of a passion because you know it's hard hard work you talk about like you know i i think jennifer lopez would be devastated and she stood in a room with 30 people and they were against her for whatever she said on stage you know it would probably ruin her but you guys have thick skin and you guys are really the unsung heroes of entertainment in in this country when it comes to that because you're not afraid to stick your neck out there and when we we appreciate you guys doing what you do and we appreciate the the slow comedy festival i, I think it's just one of the greatest events that we have here on an annual basis thank you man i appreciate hearing that and it's i mean and it's there's things where i mean i worked with richard lewis one time and on thursday we were doing seven shows at the pittsburgh improv his first show he walked half the audience his his Friday shows were good. His Saturday shows were amazing, like just knocked it out of the park. And then Sunday, he just had a great time. And at that time, that was a guy doing stand-up comedy longer than I was alive. Mm-hmm. And to watch that, it was kind of like, okay, it's – and that's where I said before, you know, it's not me, it's you. And, and where the audience wasn't really in with him on the jokes, and he, it, it just never connected. And then whenever it got to, like, Saturday night, it was just a rip-roaring show. And to watch somebody fall flat on their face like that is just kind of amazing, especially at that point when he had been doing comedy so long. Yeah, established, names on the marquee, you know, people pay big bucks for the ticket to go to the show right. and to see it happen like that. It must be kind of eye-opening. And you guys must yeah, I mean, love- he, he was the draw. I mean, no one was coming there to see me. <laughs> <You> <laughs> the, know, that's that's when I was pretty much brand new in comedy at that time. You must love the unpredictability about that, though, right? It's fun. I mean, there's sometimes where it's kind of like, you know, it, it can get dicey in a hurry. I mean, it was, I mean, I did a show in West Virginia where I just kept an eye on the mic stand the, the entire time. Cause I thought I was going to need that as a weapon to get out. <laughs> you know? And, uh, but then there's other shows that's, you know, they, they want to carry you out and take you to every bar and introduce you to everybody in town. And so you have, you know, both sides of that all the time. And, uh, and I think the biggest thing is comedians, you know, to succeed, you have to be willing to fall flat on your face every night. 
If you haven't been to the Slow Comedy Festival in the past 11 years, what are you doing? you got to get to it starting next week, uh, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, go to KZOZ.com to pick up. I, I, I tell you, it's the best therapy you can get, man. And Eric, we appreciate what you do to get this thing out here to San Luis Obispo. No, I appreciate you guys, and, and uh, we desperately need a laugh right now, and I've literally maxed out all of my credit cards to make this happen. <laughs> so go buy two tickets. <laughs> KZOZ.com to get hooked up. <laughs>